Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to season three of our podcast now. I know. I can't believe it. Three seasons. Um, But yeah, welcome back, everybody. I hope you've had a great summer. We had an amazing one, even though I don't know about you, Megs, but in Geneva, the weather was absolutely horrible for at least three weeks, but... I got to go to the sun, enjoy a little bit with my family, which was very nice. And you? Yeah, it's been um, not great in London either, but no, it's been a really nice summer, actually. I think that things are getting back to normal. Um, Obviously, work's been so busy, which has been amazing. We've been recording a lot of episodes for season three, which is really exciting. So we're very, very, very pumped to start. So Megs, I think we have a super exciting guest for our first episode to kick off season three of the Skin Interview. Definitely. Yeah. So the format actually for for these podcasts this season is going to be a little bit different. We're going to try to be more educational for you guys. Cindy and I are going to do a little bit more education on the front end. And then also we're going to obviously be joined by our guests who are experts in their field or in their brand, et cetera. So this podcast is with Jen Rock. And Jen Rock, if you live in Ireland, she is a full-blown skincare celeb. She is incredible. She has the brand Skin Ingredients. And she is also known as the Skin Nerd. I've actually read one of her books, which is incredible. I know Me too, I've read one of them. Yeah, I know that you have um, her books as well. But we knew a lot about her because she was also doing consultations too. So she has the Nerd Network, which is um, similar to what we do, but in Ireland, which is really cool. And I just love talking to her because she has such a wealth of knowledge. And we really talk about the key products that you need in your skincare regime. And so we go in depth into those products. And it was really interesting because every expert has their own opinion of what you need in your routine. And a lot of it is down to their own research, um, their own experience, their education um, in terms of you know their kind of science education and skin, and also their experience with their clients and what's worked. And so talking to Jen was incredible. Uh, and you guys, you know, as you listen, you'll hear what her necessity skincare routine products are. But Sin, I would love to first hear a little bit about yours. So for me, my top priority number one, which changed, you know, after the course we've done about skin, etc., when we did the Sally Duran training course, is obviously sunscreen because I didn't realize how important it was to. I knew how important it was to protect your skin, but I didn't know that more than just protecting you from skin cancer, there's so many different things that can also happen due to sun exposure. There's so many different little things can also be triggered by UV light, like sensitivity, fine lines, pigmentation that we don't really think about when we think about sunscreen. You know, we really think about just protecting our skin. Then the second, because sunscreen is not as efficient if it's not paired with a good vitamin C serum. So I would say like a very good antioxidant serum. And for me, if your skin is protected, that's the most essential thing you should be doing in your skincare regime every day. If you want to make sure that not only you protect your skin from any type of diseases, but also just in general to maintain a good, healthy skin. And then I would say um, hydrating serum. I think that we uh, noticed, you know, over the last years that anyone with any type of skin, oily or not, everyone is has some dehydration. 
so finding the right hydrating serum and knowing when to use it for some people it might be in the morning for others it might be you know at night i think that's also an essential step especially when living you know uh, in in a big city etc it's very important to hydrate your skin so i would say that that's also a priority and then just anything that can protect more or nourish more your body function so it might be a moisturizer, it might be, you know, an oil, or it might be other type of ingredients like niacinamide or, you know, other type of like more potent ingredients, but something that really helps you to strengthen your bowel function. I think that's also, for me, uh, an essential part of any skincare regime. Well, it's interesting because I I said the same thing. I, I said, you know, morning is all about protection, nighttime is all about stimulating and nourishing the skin, but then of course, cleansing too, which is something that we like always kind of a a given, but it's really, really interesting Mm -hmm. to hear Jen's take on it because she said vitamin A. And so vitamin A for her is like the kind of holy grail um, in terms of one of her products. And so you guys will hear all about her going into that, but it's hard because I can't use (laughs) vitamin A. And so for a lot of my clients, I would definitely say that that's kind of an essential, but for me personally, it's not. So um, it's really interesting just to hear her take because everyone everyone has a different take on, on vitamin A. Obviously, it has the most research of any ingredient I think out there. I guess the bottom line is that everyone's essentials are going to be slightly different, you know, because no matter what, you need sure. to protect your skin. No matter what, you need to cleanse it. You need to nourish it. But what ingredients within those categories will be depends on you. And one thing to add, guys, is that we've actually launched on our website um, an ingredients glossary which is really cool. It's a great reference for you guys to go and kind of check out different ingredients and also see the different products that we recommend, you know, within those ingredients. You need to book a consultation to know if they're right for you. Of course, push, push. Sorry, guys. Um, have to do it because it's so important to to get a consultation before you um, start buying a bunch of products. But it's going to be really interesting for you guys to hear what Jen has to say and also what I have to say in the podcast about my routine essentials yeah i guess it really depends on the goals that you have with your skin too and i guess like everyone has different goals you know so that's why it's so hard to pick one one specific ingredient but it's very interesting to see that she has picked vitamin a which is also like we talked about it this weekend actually megan came to my house this weekend which was very exciting but we talked about that that there's so much noise around vitamin a and i think that um jen with the skin uh, greens with her skin ingredients line she did an amazing job to um, put, you know, vitamin A in a different form, not like just pure retinol. It's actually in a moisturizer, right? If I remember well, uh, which I have it here, brand new, but unfortunately I can't use it. So because of pregnancy, that's another it. thing. Yeah, obviously exactly. with pregnancy and breastfeeding, vitamin A is one of the ingredients that you really shouldn't be using, partly because it is so effective and it changes the skin on a cellular level. So there you go. Um, I guess the proof is there as well that you know it is exactly. very active, but. Yeah, it really just depends on your skin. And I think there's so much pressure to use uh, vitamin A, but I'm going to give it another go, especially after talking to Jen. So stay tuned, you guys, for that incredible conversation. Before we start, there is an exclusive discount code for Skin Ingredients for the Skin Interview listeners. You can get 15% off at Skin Ingredients using the Skin Interview 15. Today, I am joined by one of my favorite people in the beauty industry, Jennifer Rock, who is someone who I've looked up to for a long time. I've read her book. I have used her products. Uh, We really just love everything that Jen does. And so, Jen, thank you so much for being here. And I want you to introduce yourself and all the amazing things that you're doing now. I don't think I could beat that intro, to be fair. What a skin intro to a skin interview. So... I suppose my background, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm a beauty therapist by profession. 
I'm absolutely nerdy obsessed with skin I was a beauty therapist for many a year and then I entered into the training side of skincare where I had the really good fortune of working alongside nutritionists, dietitians, plastic surgeons, doctors, nurses and I suppose all of that experience over the years working in Ireland, the UK, a little bit in the States as well brought a totally different way of looking at skincare for me so it became what I would describe as a little bit more holistic but there was always science and clinical data pieces that were there Um, and I think that's what has allowed for the Skinner to become what it is now so it is very much empathy caring for people it's we always say people are human so we don't care what gender you identify as what age you are whatever your goal is the reality is that we're really there to look after your skin so I said to fast forward to now yes you're right I've two books underneath my wing which is madness in the middle of running two businesses so one is the nerd network which is an online membership place where we give an awful lot of consults to people thousands of people have had consultations we're unbiased similar to yourselves we really believe that it's important to give the woman the client the correct information for their skin and let them to decide which products they want to go with as opposed to position our brand as the hero brand in saying that we have skin ingredients which you mentioned there earlier so skin ingredients has been a figment of my imagination from the moment I loved skincare at 13 years of age I had my first facial I fell in love I think it's every facialist dream to have their own product range because ultimately you can you can bring your philosophy to life. So my philosophy in skincare is simplicity, education, science, and I suppose just making it fun, which is if you see the packaging, it's colorful, it's bright, it's informative, it teaches you how to cleanse like nipples up, 60 seconds. You know, we tell people whether it's for pregnancy, whether it's not. So I suppose it's a physical manifestation of everything that I stand for in skincare. So that's the quickest synopsis I can give you of 17 years of of loving skincare, I suppose. It's amazing. And I think definitely like in, in my dreams, you know, to have a skincare line is, it, you know, it's one of those things that when you're little, you're like, oh my gosh, if I could create my own brand, this is what I would do. And then once you're in the industry, you really want to like pick and choose, you know, ingredients that you love. And like you said, build, you know, products based on a routine that you would want. And I think, you know, going on that today, the topic is going to be about how you can build a skincare routine and the products that, you know, we both believe are essential. Different people have different philosophies on this. So I'm really excited to hear about what you think about, you know, building a routine and to try to help you guys um, listening, build your own routine. And obviously if you need any help, then you can go to Jen, you can come to us. There are resources out there to help you build your routine based on your skin needs. And so, So what I want to really do is talk about the kind of fundamentals that you think, Jen, uh, people need in their skincare routine. We can start with that. And then at the end, we're going to do a few little, um, I don't want to call them myths, but I want to debunk a few um, things, including fragrance uh, that are hot topics right now when it comes to people looking for products in their routine. So stay tuned for that, guys. But let's just start, Jen, with the fundamentals of a skincare routine and how to build one ingredients honestly and I really am here to talk about my own brand only because I love so many different brands and you're right when you formulate your own brand you have worked with so many ingredients over the years that you want to almost cherry pick what you believe if amalgamated together would be the best possible version of a product for your client and what I really noticed over the years was no matter which brand it was clients were often confused it's quite a saturated market it's quite confusing what one brand says x to the other brand says y what one brand says yay the other says nay and so I want to I suppose simplify it and bring it back to the basics and I think that's all skincare has to be I adore a spritz an eye cream a sheet mask 
a body like I love all of that but I see that as secondary I feel that really what's needed in a a genuine skincare range regardless of what skin concern or type you might have is you should cleanse in my opinion every single day every single night definitely a serum which we'll talk about at length of no date and then SPF I think if you did those three things every morning and every evening you're literally cleaning the skin you're giving back to the skin and you're protecting the skin and by doing those things every morning and evening you can expect to see that your skin will be hydrated fresh even toned so I'm never trying to teach people to go for perfection it's all about health so we always describe say we the team there's a whole fleet of nerds now it's not just I I talk about skincare and have done for decades while training people skincare is like your dinner plate insofar as that if we sat down for dinner right now and you said right I really want to look after myself what should I have we all tend to know that inside us we should be giving ourselves our water every day we know that we need our carbs every day our fast every day our vegetables every day and we get that if we did that every day we'd be the healthiest version of ourselves and so bringing that concept into skincare is all I really want to do so when you look at a simple skincare range for me it is a probiotic cleanser it's then hyaluronic antioxidants as your serum absolutely in my opinion categorically unless pregnant or planning to become pregnant um or you're on medication of certain sorts I would always say vitamin A to somebody and then SPF because I feel that particularly when you live maybe in the UK and Ireland, there is a possibility that you feel that you're not exposed to light. So people often think there's not a need for SPF as much as if I was in the States or if I was, you know, on a sunny holiday, but you need an SPF. So to recap, it's cleanse, hydrate, vitamin A and SPF. That's my unequivocal, absolutely everybody, hail, rain, shine, skincare regime. And I don't think you're too dissimilar. No, I'm not too dissimilar at all. I think that those are the fundamentals. And the only thing I actually do want to ask you is because if I cleanse my skin in the morning, for example, I do feel like it can be a little bit dry. And I know that that depends on the cleanser, et cetera, but even just putting, um, you know, water and a product on my face makes me feel a bit dry. So for some people in the morning, I do tell them like, if you just want to rinse your face with, you know, lukewarm water and then go in, um, with your products and that's fine. But what do you think about that? Do you think that it definitely needs to be a cleanse? even if someone's super dry yeah it's an interesting one I do think you're right I think it's down to the product and even for me I'm actually a huge advocate of a cream-based cleanser although disclaimer I have had acne for my life I still suffer with my skin I would have a lot of hormonal issues inside and so as a result of that I would lean towards salicylic acid polyhydroxy acids and wash-based cleansers but I feel that there's an epidemic of over exfoliation whereby people see their skin as an accessory and you do get that instantaneous somewhat placebo but definitely you feel clean immediately when you wash with a a gel and so why I tend to be a big fan of a cream cleanser is that yes you can take the, the night away the oil away the debris the dirt pollution whatever it is you're cleansing away makeup example but if you use a cream based cleanser you're taking away the day but you're also also giving back and I feel the same in the morning time I feel that when I get up in the morning I've definitely I personally have secreted a lot or skin has exfoliated itself cell turnover has occurred there is my house is not like Mrs Hinge there's definitely dust particles on my my pillow so I feel it's important to remove that away but I know that's not everybody's train of thought so is that a cardinal skin sin not to do it no it wouldn't be one of my you gotta do this but I personally love cleansing in the morning because I feel that I take any debris away, then I start myself up the right way. That's how I see it. Um, We have an in-house resident cosmetic chemist, Gabriella. So she has researched it. And I suppose we tend to lean towards that there is advantages to giving your skin antioxidants, polyhydroxy acids, et cetera, in the morning. So that's my my long-winded answer to say, I would say yes to cleansing. But it's at the end of the world if you don't. Once you're putting your SPF on, that really is the key, isn't it? 
Yeah. I think I, I really need to be cleansing more in the morning and I use a cream cleanser anyways at night. I just have this thing. I'm like, Oh, I look so dewy when I wake up, you know? So I think some people probably feel the same way. They're like, Oh, I look dewy. I look good. I just want to like go like this, but yeah, you're, you're right. I need to like add it back in. I've kind of taken it out for a little while, but in terms of nighttime, would you say the same thing? Obviously we're taking out the SPF and adding in kind of a moisturizer, but what are your basics at nighttime? Not dissimilar. So yeah, of course I take the SPF out, although some would argue that the HEV light and the computer light that you should sleep in SPF, I think that's a stretch too far for me. So I tend to say to double cleanse. So I would do what we call a pacifying cleanse, which is probably the same cleanser as the morning. So I use a cream-based cleanser, 60 seconds, nipples up, not because I'm trying to be crude or provocative, but like, look at the top you have on today. It's beautiful for anyone that can't see. It's just, it's a beautiful to call it, hey? um, I'm showing a little, a little bit less neck, but the point is, this has been on show all day. So I always encourage people to cleanse wherever you had on show. Most people don't walk around with their nipples out, but to cleanse with the nipples up is always a nice benchmark of where you should start. Cleanse with your cream cleanser. Remove it thoroughly. I'm not, I really, like when clients come to me and I'm like, oh, I just sprinkle. I'm like, no, you know, those ads on the no television. No splashing either. Like yeah. you cannot <laughs> splash your cleanser off. Please, please, please don't splash. I call it no splash and dash. Like that's what I call it. So because a splash and dasher is somebody that actually sounds so provocative when you take it out of context, but splash and dash essentially means don't, as you say, sprinkle this water onto your face like they tend to show you on the television. And you see all these beautiful models and they're like, you know, frolicking off into fields after they've cleansed. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You haven't taken your cleanser off. Use, we would say a cleanse off mitt, obviously, but use a muslin cloth, use a face cloth to physically remove your cleanser so it's thoroughly taken away. And as we said earlier, if it's the correct cleanser for you, you shouldn't feel too dry or exasperate. Your skin should feel healthy afterwards. I, as I mentioned, I'm a walking, talking spot. So I will always lean on salicylic acid. So I might use it every second or third night, depending on the severity of the oil secretions on that particular week. And if I'm not using salicylic acid, I'm a fan of, which I think you are too, a fan of a polyhydroxy acid or a lactic acid. Favorite ingredient is a polyhydroxy acid. I think it's incredible. It does so much. When I was listening to the podcast and you had Pam on, I just felt with the polyhydroxy acid podcast. (laughs) We really should be doing the PR for polyhydroxy acids because we, both of us are obsessed. You're obsessed. And it's, it's just an incredible ingredient for those of you who don't know, polyhydroxy acid is really, really incredible for very gentle exfoliation because it's a larger molecule. And so it's not going to have that low molecular weight, like a glycolic that um, can be a little bit abrasive for people who have sensitive skin like myself, because I have rosacea. So it's just a really great um, ingredient and also hydrates while it exfoliates. Very clever. It's a win-win to be honest. It's not your typical acid in that sense. And So that's why I have it in our cleanser. I have it in our serum. I'm a huge fan of many a brand like there's Neostratics, Evians, there's lots of brands that would have polyhydroxies. And so, yes, I would lean on that. But to cut a long story short, I would double cleanse every night, be it with cream and a mild acid or cream and salicylic, depending on my skin. Um, And then I go in with my serum. So it's always hyaluronic, vitamin A. Sometimes I'll turbocharge, as I would describe it, my vitamin A at night. So I would use our skin protein, which is retinal palmitate. So a fat form of vitamin A that... It, your skin tolerates your skin's natural reservoir of vitamin A is retinal palmitate. So when you put it on, your skin understands it, gets the results, albeit slower, but it does get the results and sometimes slow and steady wins the race. But I am a fan of a retinol, do love a niacinamide. So I tend to sprinkle in other ingredients, kind of like your seasoning of your dinner plate where you might want, I don't know, more pepper one day or more herbs another day. So that's how I see my boosters. So they're kind of negotiable, but then my key ingredients are my non-negotiable 
I'm the opposite to you because I'm a little bit like your lipid dry. I'm a little bit oilier. So I tend not to lean on a moisturizer as much. And also when you're using vitamin A for such a long period of time, data would show that you're stimulating your own natural reservoir of hyaluronic acid. So I feel that I don't need, I don't feel like I need a moisturizer as much. And I would suggest that by and large, my stratum corneum, so my top layer is quite compact. So I don't, I don't feel the need for a moisturizer unless it's, for me, it's a placebo effect. However, I do love ceramides and I do love the feel of a product. And if I've had a long week or I'm tired or if it's more winter based times, I do love the emollient. I like the hydrating element to it. So it's not it's not an absolute for me, whereas I'd imagine for you with rosacea prone skin, do you love the feel of a moisturizer on your face? I love the feel of a moisturizer on my face, but it has to be the right one that doesn't just sit on top. So my biggest pet peeve is one that like sticks to my pillow, you know, so I really don't like that. And our clients always tell us, they're like, when we talk about what textures they like, what textures they don't like, they're like, I sometimes feel like a moisturizer sits on my skin. So I want something that is going to go into my skin um, and give it that hydration, not just sit on top. Although it is that kind of um, bare, you know, barrier in terms of not uh, allowing for transepidermal water loss, which is helpful sometimes. But I, I really like Exuvian's moisturizers because they have that treatment element, which a lot of your products have that treatment element in them as well. So it's not just like some, you know, super ceramide uh, moisturizer that isn't going to really go into the skin. So I like, yeah, I like that in a moisturizer. A lot of them can what I call occlude the skin so they feel like they're and they're, and, and sometimes that's needed sometimes you need the barrier only but a lot of the time if it's for daily use it's nice to have something that superficially penetrates but also you can feel it but not to the point that you're aware of it being kind of sticky or tacky on the face I don't where are you with oils do you dip in and out of oils do you use eye creams toners because I tend to lean on those less they're for me they're more this ceremony and the experiential part of skincare that I, I adore but I don't necessarily allocate time every night to do it what do you what do you feel I so I think that toners it depends on like what if it's like a liquid exfoliant then I might use that one to two times a week for for my skin typically I'll use a BHA just around my nose because although I am lipid dry I do get blackheads um just I think living in London and just general congestion I do get that so sometimes I'll put a BHA kind of just around my nose and I think what we really educate people on too, is that you don't have to, like, if there is just one area that you're seeing that congestion, you don't have to put it all over where, you know, I have redness and inflammation. You can treat locally for little things like that. So, but it, it, it's no, I don't think it's a nightly essential. My big essential is hyaluronic acid. Like I really have to have a hyaluronic acid serum twice a day, like without a doubt. And if I wait too long between my cleanse and putting that on because I get distracted and like, you know, whatever, then I might have a mist on hand that I just um, missed my face to kind of allow the the hyaluronic to absorb better. And then in terms of other boosters, I do like a niacinamide in there every once in a while. Eye creams? No, I, I'm really not a big fan. I think that I've been really harsh on eye creams actually in the podcast and I feel kind of bad for them because I do think they're a nice step and I, but I just don't think that they're essential. And I think brands really, you know, push the idea of an eye cream because, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of money for like a little, a little bit of product. And so I just have this kind of thing against them, but I might put one on if I'm like feeling super dehydrated, just as a bonus. I think for me, eye creams, I'm similar to you. I've given it so much negative press over the years that I feel, I feel almost guilty. But 
to explain why I think the reality is that the eye area, as we know, is such a delicate tissue and it is prone to milia, hyperpigmentation, dark circle. There's, there's just a plethora of things that you could experience there. I think my qualm with it is that a lot of brands will have the cleanser, the toner, the serum, the moisturizer, all with the common denominator ingredients, be it, I don't know, vitamin C, peptides, whatever it might be, depending on the brand. And so when I look at the eye cream inky list versus the moisturizer, which you can by and large these days bring the majority of your moisturizer and serums up around the eye area, there might be a peptide in the difference. Yet, as you just said, it's perhaps a third of the size of the product and it's probably four times the price of the moisturizer. So I think there's, I think the unfortunate part of the skincare sector is that it is there to empower people. And I don't believe every brand uses that as their moral compass to guide what a consumer should or shouldn't do. And I think that's why I love what you do. I think that's why we get on so well, because I think it's education. It's unbiased towards brand. It's about the ingredients. It's about the human, as we would say, the client um, as to what they want and what they need. And to have that constant contact with people to advise them because skin does change like diet changes lifestyle changes medication changes so your skin will change but in terms of eye cream I don't feel if somebody says to me I'm using an eye cream like right well I'd love to take that 60 pounds 60 or whatever might be back out and I would love to perhaps invest in I'm obsessive vitamin A genuinely so I'd probably could bring them down that road how do you out of interest how do you find vitamin A as a rosacea sufferer as somebody that has quite sensitized and dry skin do you love it loathe it try it not I, it really depends on um, the product and obviously the formulation, which I think people really lose sight of. So, so we have a lot of people who come to us and they're like, oh, I tried retinol and it did not work for me. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk through the process of how you introduce that retinol to your skin. How strong was the retinol? What other things were you using it with, et cetera. So I, I do like retinol and we, um, what I like is a, a retinol in a product, not as like the main, you know, star of the show. So I really like Theorems that have retinol palmitate um, formulated in them because you get that added benefit without you know having to like go into it slowly and like really the medical retin A and things like that can be super intense. So I like the ease of using it in a serum like that. Um, I do actually use it. It's in my Radiance Serum from Exuviance and it's also sm- in small amounts in a few of their other products. So it is in the mix, but. Yeah, I, I it doesn't actually irritate my skin that much. I've had a few a few bad reactions, but I think it was just due to the percentage and the formulation. I think that's the interesting part about skincare, and it's so hard because as much as I love the sector, I don't claim to be a cosmetic chemist. Again, why I have somebody work with me that is. So I think it's important for people to know the different types of vitamin A out there. I don't tend to dwell on the level as much, but the format. So. I would find that retinol palmitate, as you said, is such a kind version to the skin because it allows your skin to climatize. So you can kind of progressively push the boundaries of your skin while it's becoming healthier. I personally love retinol palmitate every morning because it doesn't make your skin any more photosensitive. So you can use it in the morning. And then at nighttime, I'll use retinol palmitate, but I will sprinkle in retinol then you know, every second or third night. So I feel that I'm getting kind of the slower delivery every morning and evening. And then a couple of times a week, I'm getting like the, like the Usain Bolt version, if you will, into the cream. So it's a nice way if someone can tolerate it. And if you're using something like that, I, again, back to poor eye cream, I don't feel that you need it because you can bring particularly the palmitate up around the eye area. And if I was to choose any ingredient to help trigger collagen, elastin, help the glycosaminoglycan, help inhibit tyrosinase, so for pigment, et cetera, I choose vitamin A every single time. So if I can use that up around the eye, I don't feel the need to invest in a separate eye cream. 
unless hydration is a huge issue for you and you want to make, we call them drinkles. So dehydrated wrinkles around the eye area. So they're not wrinkles because it's not collagen degradation per se. Um, it's, it's more that it's, it's your skin dehydrated, which forms a wrinkle as we know around the eye area. And you can definitely see a difference with that quite quickly if you're hydrating. You said about spritzes. We did uh, research recently and found that if you actually use and there's controversy over sheet masks because obviously they're one time use typically. But if you use a spritz or you use a sheet mask, essentially, if you bathe the skin in a lot of water molecules before you put on your hyaluronic and the rest of your product, you get so much more absorption. And I think that goes back to that old wives tale, which really isn't a tale that if you get out of the bath or the shower and you put your body products on where your skin is wet, you'll actually get better absorption. So we started studying that to see it. So when you say that you use a spritz in lieu of a toner per se, um, I'm a huge fan of a spritz. I think spritzes are absolutely underrated. Like I have them all around me at my desk here now. I use them throughout the day. They firstly bring you back to life when you're fatigued. So they help you get back on track in your brain, but they really help the skin throughout the day, as you said earlier, to help with transepidermal water loss. And just in general, to give the skin that kind of buoyancy and the, the fluid that it deserves, that it's probably being depleted, whether it's from your computer, your radiator, your aircon. I just think our environment naturally takes so much water from us. So we're just trying to put it back into the skin always to make your skin healthier. Exactly. I actually had a treatment today. We're doing a new like treatment series on um, Instagram because a lot of our clients are coming to us and they want their routine and they also want, you know, treatment as well. So I'm trialing loads of different, tre different treatments around London, which is actually really fun for me. But she did say, she was like, oh, you know, rosacea prone skin. Like I feel so bad for you guys because no matter what you're losing so much moisture through your skin constantly. And you need to be constantly, constantly putting stuff on because my barrier is always compromised. Like it just is always inflamed no matter what. I mean, um, another ingredient that I, that I use is the zalic acid, which I, I think is super helpful for redness. And those of you who are suffering from rosacea as well, um, it can be a great ingredient too, but yeah, I, I love a spritz. And I was speaking to a client last week, actually, who she was like, hyaluronic acid makes me feel super tight. Like I don't like hyaluronic acid. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about how you're putting it on. And she was putting it on dry skin. She was not even washing her face. She was just putting it straight onto dry skin and it just doesn't work as well. And so if you, if you can kind of put it, yeah, like you said, on, you know, skin, that's not completely dry. It, it is a game changer, I think. The other thing is because often hyaluronic is hailed as the product to use whilst on a plane, if we can remember what an airplane feels like at this stage, but the problem sometimes with hyaluronic is not only does it draw moisture from your own skin's lower tissue, but it also draws moisture from the environment around you. So if you're sitting, example, on an airplane where there's no humidity, there's just completely stagnant air, if you will, there's no water particles to attract. That's when I feel that hyaluronic can actually, in my opinion, dehydrate the skin short term rather than actually add the hydration. So the very thing you're trying to help it not do, it's then doing. So I agree. I think the water beforehand or a moisturizer of some form to seal it in afterwards is what I tend to recommend for the hyaluronic the only reason I don't hail hyaluronic as much is perhaps because I feel that it's it's water it's hydration it's clearly important but I don't believe it has regenerative properties that even vitamin c or a peptide or a can do so that's probably why I don't tend to talk about it as much as I probably should I feel that it's needed but I feel others penetrate further and have more of an impact is there a reason why you love it why is it your number one when, for example, mine is vitamin A? Why do you love hyaluronic so much? 
Yeah. I think it, it also depends on the product too, though, you know, because I think like there's some hydrating, it's really hydrating serums that I love. And typically hyaluronic acid is one of the components. And, you know, sometimes it's like they combine it with a niacinamide or whatever they, they combine it with. But I think it's that hydrating step that I really hit home on because I think every single person's skin needs something hydrating and none of it we're, we're over exfoliating, like you said, and we're not adding back in any hydration to our skin, even though we're losing moisture and through our skin all day long. And so it's really more about the hydration than than the actual hyaluronic. And I think PHAs are great because they also can do, do both exfoliation and, and adding back in that moisture. But a lot of people who have, for example, acne prone skin or oily skin, they think that they don't need that kind of hydration. And that's where I, you know, I go crazy because I'm like, well, actually your skin will just be functioning better if you do hydrate it. But people are afraid, you know, they don't want to congest their skin. They're afraid of adding that, that step back in. So that's why I'm like, this is so important. Like you need, you need hydration. I think you're right. And I suppose, yeah, you're right. So many people can confuse and I understand why it can be hard at times to decipher if you're dehydrated or dry. And so when somebody has oilier skin, they tend to not want to put anything that they feel will moisturize back on the skin but you're you're 100% right if your skin is spot prone comedone prone congested and you're not giving it water or you know the hydrating particles there's a high probability that you're going to create more oil so it's kind of this vicious cycle that by depriving your skin of the moisture your skin's ironically going to make more oil so but that's where the education piece is so important and just have somebody to guide you through what to do and what not to do another one that has to be spoken about even if it's just briefly are antioxidants I feel that all of the the sexiness of acids and my own love for vitamin A and SVF is just a non-negotiable, like, yeah, yeah, you gotta have it. But antioxidants, I originally, when I was dreaming of ingredients, I wanted to call it AI, so, or AO, so like antioxidants or anti-inflammatories. I believe a lot of the common denominator in skincare is caused by inflammation. So whether it's psoriasis, eczema, acne, we don't say anti-aging, we say pro-aging, so accelerated aging a lot of that is caused by inflammation within the skin and antioxidants are perhaps one of the most powerful data-driven anti-inflammatory ingredients you can give. And yet they're not, I don't believe, I definitely don't give them anywhere near as much press as they should get. They just don't sound as sexy because it's like saying to a child, eat your veg. Like you don't see a difference, you know, that way. Whereas with your face, that's why I call skin veg, skin veg. It's all about antioxidants on the face. It gives you that luminosity, that clarity, but ultimately it's helping fight against whether you choose to smoke, drink, you know, you're stressed, you know, processed foods, whatever, it's helping your life decisions that there's not as much of a visible impact on your skin by, by living your life. Yeah. And I think antioxidants are such an essential part of a morning routine because it increases your protection and your resilience to free radical damage and, you know, UV damage. And so we like always pair antioxidants plus SPF, antioxidants plus SPF in the morning routine. And of course, like a lot of serums, actually nighttime serums, serums and stuff, antioxidants are formulated into those. And you might not know that you're using antioxidants and you are, but we definitely hit home, you know, for antioxidants in the morning. And Another kind of thing, vitamin C can sometimes be sensitizing. And so if you have had issues with vitamin C before, it is an active ingredient. And so everyone's like, oh yeah, just use a vitamin C, whatever. But it is, it's an active ingredient that needs to be introduced to the skin like you would um, a retinol, vitamin A, you know, slowly and carefully. And then you can kind of build up the usage of that. But I love antioxidants. I think that they're they are an essential part of building your routine and check because you may already, you may already be doing it too and not know it. 
It's so true. It's so true. And then for the body, are you good with the body? Are you not so good? Because we always say the skin is an organ from top to toe and respect it accordingly. And yet living, whether it's in the UK or Ireland, you're probably more likely to be covering your body up for a lot of the year if you're living in other countries. So when you were in the States, were you more likely to look after yourself there than when you're living in the UK? What's your honest answer? I'm horrible at taking care of my body. (laughs) I'm really bad. And like I... And I talked about this in a podcast, a few podcasts ago with Sarah Kunin, and we were talking about body care and, you know, how it's so much of a trend right now. And you can use, you know, you can use your skincare products, you know, on other parts of your body. It's not just like you can only use this on your face, but I'm so bad about it. Just be- I'm so good about my face skincare. Obviously, it's like a non-negotiable for me, AMPM. But no, I'm bad at it and I really need to get better. And now they're coming out with such fun products, you know, for the body. We have body serums now and body exfoliants and, you know, all these incredible body creams that aren't sticky and everything. And I just am bad. Are you good at it? Only recently and only because of lockdown and like I would have traveled an awful lot with work beforehand. And so I suppose that's why I love the simplicity of using like four products or three products in the morning in the same by night because it's, it's just achievable. It's affordable. It's realistic. And if you introduce too many products into your face at one time, you don't truly know what made a difference. But in saying that the body just didn't take priority because I was trying to keep my product packing so minimal that I didn't bring body with me. But honestly, I've had the most amazing year from a body skin perspective, whereby I actually use a cleansing balm to all over my body before I get into the shower, like you would your face, like just to degrease. And then I'll use a cream-based cleanser, like before I get into the shower. So I have blank brush on my teeth, da 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 then when we get into the shower, I'll use, don't laugh, maybe you'll disagree, I use a bit of salicylic on the back of my arm for my keratosis pilaris, I'll use a little bit of that. This is when I'm, you know, have time shower, you know, when you're like running late and you should have left the house two hours ago, no, 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 but this will be my dream shower. And then I will wash myself with a cream cleanser again, and then I'm done. So and then when I get out, I use a foot product and a spray oil. I haven't got time to rub moisturizer on myself, I'm too, like, I need to go. Um, and that's it, but that, that to me has become my my little bit of heaven and my little haven because I've always been so good at my face on my my like from my neck up that I thought right I say the skin is an organ from top to toe every single day on every media place that I go I gotta just you know walk the walk so yeah I've really enjoyed it and the difference in my skin I'm like yeah there is definitely a difference in my skin what I've started using I didn't say was a vitamin a surprise a vitamin a based body I know I feel like I feel like this is like yeah anyway vitamin a based body oil has made such a difference the texture of my skin my pigment just the clarity my healing ability like I fell a couple of weeks ago and I have like a a mark on my arm and that has just healed so much quicker I imagine than had it been like a year ago because I'm giving my skin the ingredients it needs externally in saying that I'm also trying to get better with my supplements I don't know where you sit on supplements but I'm a huge believer in them which supplements specifically? Because I, there's like a probiotic. I absolutely, for me, like I have to take my Simprove in the morning. Um, Omega-3 I love, but there are some that I'm very skeptical of. So what are your like go-to supplements? You mentioned Simprove there. Simprove, I feel I should have shares in at this day. <laughs> I just I mean, Honestly, we are huge. Every single person I'm like, so are you on a probiotic? Because I think you need to be They, Yeah, we should be doing their, their, um, you know, PR too, because I talk about them all the time, all the time. 
I think that there's an undeniable link data shows between your gut and your brain and your gut and your skin. And I think that's why when people talk about skincare, I try to talk about like, how are you minding you? Because yes, you can cleanse. Yes, you can SPF. Yes, you can use vitamin A. Yes, you can use hyaluronic acid. But if you're really not minding you, then you're the healthier you are, the healthier your skin is. It's as simple as that. But there's definitely a correlation between the gut and the skin health, which we now know because it's been backed up and evidence is there. However, for years before that evidence was there, I would have people coming to me and they were doing everything religiously. They were having their treatments. And then remember one particular lady, um, I couldn't get results. Like that was just the reality, Megan, no matter what I did, it just wasn't working. And we tried everything. I felt for someone she'd spent money at this stage that it was just, we'd, she'd gone to the doctor, she had tried everything. And the point is, when I looked at it closely, she then did a food intolerance test. Some people believe in them, some people don't. I do believe that it's worthwhile looking at how your body responds to food. I'm not saying that they are as weighted in medicine as many would want it to be. Anyhow, this lady noticed the kind of common denominator alongside then taking probiotics. She just made herself healthier from the internal gut, which a lot of people call the internal skin. Her results within three weeks, I wish was because of a topical skincare, but it wasn't. And that was the turning point for me that I became a diehard fan of saying to people, please check with your doctor, but look into probiotics. We don't make vitamin C as humans. Maybe if, you, if you're not planning pregnancy, etc., look at vitamin A and omegas are an absolute no brainer, particularly, as you said, for someone like yourself who's lipid dry or rosacea prone. They're kind of the key ingredients I tend to talk about. Um, I don't believe that they are in any way a substitute to eating well. I am not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, but as a checklist of key ingredients that you would want to give your body every day. And my last tip to people is treat your body like you would your child. Matthew is nearly 18. He's my son and he kind of has, he's, he plays quite a high level of soccer to be fair, but he's really religious with his food. So he'll like, I have to eat protein every day. I need my carbs every day. I need my fats every day. And I'm inspired by his diligence and how you know structured he is. But the point is, there are key ingredients, like I said earlier, that we need for our body inside. So if you're not getting them through your diet, why not look at supplements? Back to your question, I love Simprove. I'm quite wary of supplementations and brands because a lot of them have bulking agents in them. And they, I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't read it as easily as I can a skincare product. I can't see through the hype as easily. So one brand that I tend to really align myself with and have done for years, not paid by them, et cetera, et cetera, just genuinely endorse and love is a brand called the Advanced Nutrition Program. I don't know if you know them. They're UK based. I really hope that you love them now and we're not going to have a difference of opinion, but I just like their story. I feel that they're absorbable. I feel I don't love the word natural per se, but they're and I don't love the word clean either, but I, I they're they're kind of as pure of an ingredient you can get into the body with the view to your body actually having the ability to absorb it. Really supplements the game is about what your body can absorb um, and what it can actually use from it. And I believe that they do the best they possibly can to make sure your body can absorb it like this improved piece. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you. And those are the, those are the supplements that we recommend as well. We also would say like in winter vitamin D, I mean, anyone in the UK, like you're going to be vitamin D deficient. It is hard for me because I'm from Texas. And so I used to get like loads of vitamin D and it really affects my mood too. And so that low mood, um, I need to take vitamin D. It is, it is my deficiency. So that's another one, but we love wild nutrition. Um, we like those. And I love the brand that you mentioned as well. When people come to me and start taking these like skin, hair and nail supplements that I am really, I get very like, you know, Oh, I'm not sure about that because there's just so much, there's so much hype around it. Collagen supplements as well. I really have a thing against collagen supplements and there's, you know, new evidence coming out that it can be beneficial 
XYZ, their clinicals coming in, but I just still, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a believer yet. I need, I need more evidence for, for the collagen supplement and that industry is, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry and, um, the, the clinicals aren't really there yet. So those are the supplements that I'm like very skeptical of, but love, love a probiotic, love an omega, vitamin D, vitamin C, all of that. Yes it's like a booster for skincare you're kind of just sprinkling in on top of what is hopefully a, a fairly good diet and just ensuring that you're getting the goodness that your body needs and to be honest a skin supplement isn't something that is just for the skin you know you don't ingest the supplement and it just magically goes to the skin your whole body benefits from it so there's there's no negativity as far as I can see unless you're unsure that you're not deficient and you're conscious that you're overtaking then just check with your doctor that's that's really as simple as that you mentioned earlier at the start of the podcast and um, another bugbear of yours I don't know if it's a bugbear or not so I'm assuming but when you speak about fragrance and products and skincare smelling where do you sit do you love or loathe do you appreciate not like where do you sit on it because it's such a it's such a divide in the skincare world isn't it it is and I it's another thing like an eye cream that I've talked really bad about about fragrance and I think that there's a place for fragrance somewhere in skincare um I think that when products are well formulated with a little bit of fragrance it can be skincare should be fun like I do think that skincare should be fun and I think that people can get really serious about it and you know, absolutely no fragrance. You know, I want it to smell like nothing and all that. And there is something nice about putting on a cream that smells good for just the wellness ritual, the ritual of skincare. And so for me personally, fragrance isn't great because I have such sensitive skin. And so if I see a lot of fragrance in a product, or if I'm overwhelmed when I open a product by smell, it's a huge red flag just because I know that my skin is so reactive. And I do believe that over time, even if a product that you're using that's super smelly doesn't irritate you at first, it can you know compromise your skin barrier over a long period of time. And then one day you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, my skin, something's happened. And it's because of that over time accumulation of damaging your skin barrier. But I do think that there's a place for it. I just, (laughs) it's hard to say, you know, a little bit of fragrance and, you know, where do you draw the line? But what do you think? We have, when you open up the packaging of ingredients down the bottom, it says smells don't change cells. So it's not that I'm opposed to the smell. It's more that I feel that it doesn't make a difference to your skin's health. So if a product smells good, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help, as you said, like your redness or your pores or your pigment or your lines or just general health or helping your barrier. None of those things. The smell makes no difference to that. I don't want to scaremonger, so I don't tend to talk about the sensitivity or the photosensitization of many ingredients, but that is a reality for so many. And I think it's wrong of me not to be aware of it and address it when I feel it's right for a specific client. So for that reason, we have no scent in skin ingredients whatsoever. And an awful lot of the brands that we would stock in Nerd Network actually don't have smells either. In fact, clients will come back and say, I actually don't like the smell of it because there is no smell. And then we have to explain, okay, so smells don't change cells. They don't actually make the skin healthier. But back to your point, there is, I'm just back from a week away. We had a beautiful spa day, one of the days. And you know, when you lie down in a spa, but it's back to your word ritual. So I was asked, it was an amazing brand, Aromatherapy Associates. I adore their essential oils. And you're asked to breathe in and in and it's out and the whole experience is just all of your senses either being stimulated or calmed that's when I believe in essential oils that's when I believe skincare has a part to play when it's more the therapeutic end of the week mind yourself peace but if I'm playing with any of the key ingredients we've spoken about already I don't believe that you need to have a smell in it but if if 
if you love a product smell, you're probably more likely to use it. And that's where it becomes hard. I don't. So look, I don't believe you need it. If you want to go for it, who am I say to say otherwise? If it doesn't cause your skin sensitivity, keep using it. But please, please, please look at the checklist of what you need for your skin first. Don't be led by smell. Leave your nose at the door when it comes to skincare. A hundred percent. I really think, and if you really do want to have a ritual day on a Sunday or a Monday night or something, and you have a cleansing balm that just smells amazing and you just have to use it, then then do it as part of a, a ritual once a week. But if you're like me and you have super sensitized skin, unfortunately, you just have to be more careful. And I would love to go into a spa and be able to do, you know, a treatment like that. And I would love to be able to use these fun products, you know, from these big brands, but I just can't, I just can't do it. And so, yeah, we tend to avoid fragrance where, where we can in terms of recommending products. Um, but even Exuviance, my favorite brand ever does have small amounts of fragrance in it. And it does annoy me because I'm like, it didn't need it. Like it didn't need this this fragrance, but there's also different types of fragrance. So I don't know if we want to touch on that because some brands are being misleading by saying that they don't have fragrance. Then you look at it and they have natural fragrances in them. So Credo Beauty actually does a really good job. Credo, um, it's an American retailer. They do a great job of identifying fragrance and what type of fragrance is in products. So do you maybe want to delve into like different fragrances? I don't know if you saw this, but and I, I know I keep talking about our packaging, so I'll stop talking about the brand, I promise. But this is how strongly I feel about it. So on the bottom of our packaging, we have like a little glossary so people can start to, I suppose, educate themselves. Not not everyone will want to, but what's a penetrant enhancer? What's a form of alcohol? What you So that you're starting to learn because a lot of brands are saying quite boldly, we are natural, we are clean, we are organic, we are. And yet there's not a lot of data or promises that are out there to say what that actually means so how can you say you're not something when we haven't agreed what the something actually is um, and yeah, no regulation around those terms and that's so important because we have people that come to us that say I want a clean routine but clean is not a word that is regulated so a brand can be clean based on their definition of that so hard part so it's subjective isn't it it's like me saying that oh, look I won't even give an analogy it's just it's just a, it's just it's a hard one right now do you have a lot of people out of curiosity do you have a lot of people talking about wanting clean skincare is it a is it a huge popular conversation less so now I would say a year and a half ago yes but now that there's more a little bit more education around the term we're not getting it as much but people do still come and they're like oh I just want like clean and then but the second that we educate on what well, what does clean mean to you? What is your definition of clean? Does it mean no fragrance? Does it mean, you know, you want quote unquote more natural products? What does that mean? To, what's your definition? And then we can work within that. I have a regular television slot in Ireland for national television. And every couple of months I'm asked to do homemade DIY type skincare pieces. And I find it so hard because I am a big believer in putting back into the skin what the skin naturally has. So my my definition, this is what where this is case in point for what you're saying. There's no agreed definition of what natural is. So I'll tell you mine. My definition of natural is something that's natural to me, not a tree. So what I mean by that is I have hyaluronic, my skin understands amino acids, my skin understands vitamin C, although I don't make it, my skin understands retinol, my skin cells recognize them. So that's what I choose to define as natural. So I put back into the skin what the skin naturally has or understands. And so it is a minefield. And that's where skincare, I think, 
it's a phenomenal sector to work in because it work, it moves so fast. You're constantly learning and challenging yourself. And what you might believe five years ago is so different to what you might stand for now. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to say that you just got to go with your values, what you want, being realistic with your goals. I think that's ultimately what it should come down to. So it should be less about whether something's clean or not. Like it can't be sold if it's not clean. Like the opposite of clean is dirty. So you can't sell a dirty product. It just just doesn't pass testing. So look, I think it's a minefield. I think it's a phenomenal sector. I think it's a confusing sector. I think that's why education, as you and I have said so many times, is at the core of all that we do. And that doesn't mean that I have all the answers, but it definitely means that I don't stop learning. I can't stop listening to opposing opinions. I try not to live in an echo chamber of everyone that agrees with me because often somebody will say something so contradicting to what I believe that it challenges me. And then again, back to Gabriella in-house and I'm like, please, can we research this? What do you think about it? And what? Yeah, so look, it's it's an exciting time to be in our world. There's no denying it. No, it's, it is really, really exciting. And I know that you're like, oh, I don't want to just talk about the products, but I really want to talk about the products because I love your products and I love what you're doing. And I think that literally you get so much education on the bottle and on the packaging and you can scan a QR code on the bottle and it goes to the page on your website with so much information about the product how you use it, how much to use, how long to use it. Can you use it when you're pregnant? Like we said, just little like fun facts all over. And so can we just talk a little bit about the products, the kind of core products, you know, within skin ingredients? And also, did you make a list of everything that you wanted to know, like on a bottle? Like how did you come up with all of these clever things on the package? Firstly, thank you so much. There's those kind words. I think if I look at the name first and foremost, it's skin ingredients. It's the word skin and ingredients merged together. So for me, it was always about the ingredients, the checklist ingredients, the back to that dinner plate analogy of what everyone I believe needs, regardless of what their skin goal is. I think you need these key ingredients in your skin. Full stop. And then you can add in all the other pieces that are kind of specific to you. So if you look at skin ingredients, it's core four, key four. They're the key four steps that you need to do. We teach people number one is your cleanser number two is your your it has to, it's going to have to be your favorite one isn't it so the hyaluronic based uh serum then we have the vitamin a then we have an spf that's that's it that's all i believe you really need in skincare as a as a kind of baseline how did i know i wanted to do that i suppose similar to you guys with your consultations we had done maybe ten thousand consults by the time skin ingredients went on shelf so while nerd network was growing i was listening to people say okay do I put my SPF on before my makeup or after my makeup? Most common questions would be, how do I cleanse for how long? Another question that we would get an awful lot would be, I'm pregnant. I don't, I haven't even told my husband yet. Can you help me? Can I use my vitamin A? <laughs> no, before like all of their families, like all of our, like literally our clients come to us and they're like, I'm pregnant. You need to tell me what I can use, but nobody knows. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Even like a journalist that we were doing consultation with came, this is now months ago. She's actually had her baby now, but she was like, look, no one knows. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, okay. And even in Circle of Friends, I'm sure you're the same. Like, I'm not told because I'm the best friend. I'm told because they're, and this is the sad part. They're afraid they're going to use something that isn't right for them during such a happy time. So, and particularly so early on. So again, it was that. And I wanted to teach people where to apply your products. So nipples up, because ideally you don't just cleanse from the jaw. So it was an amalgamation accumulation, having trained for like 10 years at that stage, having had Nerd Network for a few years, listening to people on social and just going, right, and again, like I said, I'm lucky enough to have that television slot. So I get, honestly, first of all, problems. I get a phenomenal amount of products sent to me regularly. And I'm supposed to be the expert and I have connotations because 
I honestly get these press releases and I, I don't understand them. I'm like, you haven't actually said anything in it. So I don't actually know what yeah. it is. Or and I, and you don't know how to use it. You know, you get like an essence and then a this and a that and and this serum that like is going to literally change your whole world, you know? And you're like, well, how do I use it? I have no idea how to use it. But it's so, and look, I don't want to sound unappreciative because it's a phenomenal opportunity to be in, but all of those learnings brought it to a point that I was like, right, I want no bullshit. I want simple. I want color. I want it to be fun. I want to teach people. I want it to be that if you go into a department store and you purchase a product, or if you're online and you're purchasing the product, that when the product comes, you don't have to rely on a human to have told you what to do. It's literally step by step on the product. So that's kind of the premise behind Skin Ingredients. And then ultimately it is, as I said, the key ingredients I believe everybody wants. The, the, what's really interesting two years on, because it's only there are, it's only two, it's only, it's only learning to walk in toddler years. I think the really interesting part is that aside from all of the, and we are really lucky, we've won, won amazing awards from huge UK publications for the product. This is the truth. This isn't the cheesy answer I'm supposed to give you. It's literally me lying in bed at one o'clock and skin ingredients social media and having people contact and say, I've left the house for the first time in years because I've used pre-pro. It doesn't irritate my skin. I've used your hyaluronic and I actually feel that it hydrates lower and higher. I've used your vitamin A and it hasn't caused irritation. I've used your SCF and it doesn't feel like an SCF on the face. And I'm like, yes, thank you. So this is why, like, that's why. And then I have conversations back and forth and my customer service team come in the next day. They're like, Jennifer, stop answering the DMs. That's our full-time job. And I'm like, no, but like, I, I really feel, particularly with the pandemic, I haven't been out and about, I haven't done events. I can only talk to people through social media in that large scale. And when you hear people say that they feel better in their skin, that's the empowering part. And a large part of what I believe in is not before and after, is because I feel that with all due respect, not after until you're dead. It means like before is when you start and then it's during, 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 and you have to work hard to maintain your skin's health. And so people contact us and say, this is me now, this was me then. And I feel like a different person. I'm not trying to get the, you know, there's lots of acne on one side. There's no acne on this side. We're slightly more realistic and we want to guide people. You will get a spot again in your life. That's life. But let us give you the ingredients you need to have in your toolkit to teach you what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And when not to do it is sometimes more important. And it's the community that we've built means people can contact us. And I love Skin Ingredients. It's my absolute lifeline. But because we mentioned other brands, because it can complement Exuvians and many other brands. So I think that that allows people to trust us that we're not there just to sell our product. There's been many a time where somebody has said to me, I've been using Environ AVSG4 or 5, for example, which is a progressive step up vitamin A retinal palmitate range. And I'll say, well, then you don't need our skin protein. And one lady writing back saying, you know that I'm trying to buy your brand. And I was like, yes, but, you know, that form of vitamin A is is phenomenal. Why wouldn't why would I change you? So. I would say that I hope for the long-term benefit of the brand, I'm not sales driven. I'm not commercially driven. I just want you to have the right ingredients for your skin. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think. And I think because of the way that, you know, you had so many years of experience of experience with consultation and treatment and stuff, you knew the questions that people asked. And I think it's very obvious and, you know, there are loads of brands out there that I absolutely love, but there are some that it is obvious that, whoever is behind the brand, it's all about money because you're like, okay, it's beautiful packaging. The formulations are average and there's nothing to the instructions. I don't know how to use this product. And I think that you can just tell 
that so much went into the packaging, the formulation, you know, when you pick up the product. And that's why I love it. And Xenia is a huge, I mean, Xenia is like the biggest fan ever of your SPF. I mean, she will not stop posting. And there was a point where we couldn't get it in the UK because it was sold out because you guys like it was flying off the shelves. And I was like, Sin, we, you have to stop because no one can get their hands on it right now. And they're like DMing us asking like, where can I get this, this SPF that Xenia won't stop talking about? Because it is, it doesn't feel like you're putting on SPF. Thank you. That, that was the point. And again, it was back to, I know I won't put an SPF on unless I, like the best SPF is not necessarily skin ingredients. The best SPF is the SPF that you love. So for example, your lip it dry. I would imagine that you won't love Skin Shield because I will love Skin Shield, which is sorry, Burn of it doesn't know it's our brand because it's really lightweight. I make enough oil throughout the day. I don't need anything more hydrating than that during the day. But if someone like you is lipid dry, I would say, do you know what? There's a chance that you're not going to like Skin Shield. So you might need to look at another product that has more of an emollient base that you feel hydrate. So, but you're right. We have sold out so many times, which sounds like a phenomenal story, but I know it's really frustrating because DMs are like, when is our Skin Shield coming back in? I miss it so much. And like, I'm so sorry. They're like, and you say to use SPF every day, Jennifer, how do you expect us to do it if we don't have it available? I'm like, Sarah Jocelyn has mentioned it a couple of times in the Times. And once she mentions it, it's just, it's just it's gone. Out. But look, for me, the retention piece is the most important. And what I'm proudest of is that the brand is obviously getting stronger and more recognition, but it's the same people are constantly re- replenishing and that's when you know that you've created a product that people can see a difference with because it, it's hard. People work damn hard to, to have money for skincare. So you got to make sure that they see a result with it. Absolutely. And on that point, I, I wanted to ask you about maintenance and, you know, when should people change their routine? And because you don't need, obviously you don't need like cupboards and cupboards full of products and rotating all the time. So at what point and how do you maintain your routine yourself? Like what's your recommendation to your clients too? Oh, good question. I don't, so I, and I know I'm like a broken record. Honestly, people are going to know by the end of this, okay, we get it. There's key ingredients that I got to have one, two, three, four, but that's what I believe is key. And then I do have a huge skincare wardrobe. So it's unfair for me to answer as myself. So if I was to answer for a client, I would say you probably have your key ingredients that you need. So you're, you're the ones we spoke about at length throughout this podcast. And then if you're prone to dryness, have your ceramides, have your moisturizers on call. If you're like me and you're prone to spots and, and congestion, have your salicylic acid, have something like a kojic acid or even niacinamide, something that will help the post-inflammatory erythema, i.e. the redness you have after. If you're someone that's prone to pigment and you're going on holidays, make sure that you... So I feel once you have your key ingredients and then you know what you're predisposed to, having one or two products that complement that, that's that's what I say. So you can't really listen to your skin, but it does actually talk to you. Like your skin will tell you, I'm red today, I'm dry today, I'm dehydrated today. Your pigment is going to flare, you're going on holidays, then prepare for that. And then help it while you're on holidays and then help it post. So that's kind of, that's really, it sounds simple. And I do really believe that it's down to education. I think the key ingredients are, are, are non-negotiable, but if you really are wanting to tailor make your skincare, it's important to speak to a woman that can guide you. It is. And I think consultation, obviously it's what we've both kind of started our, our businesses with. I think consultation is so key. And you cannot, in my opinion, go to a brand counter for three minutes and they understand the full picture of your skin. 
understanding your skin, you, you understand it better than anyone, but you just need that guide, you know, to kind of get it out of you and to ask the right questions. It's all about asking the right questions. And we say, sometimes it's like therapy for your skin because you come to us and, you know, we go through everything and you like, people really don't spend 45 minutes of their day talking about their skin. And it's something that we deal with all the time. And so it is so nice to be able to kind of bounce that off of someone and troubleshoot. And I just think the importance of consultation, understanding what your skin needs before them purchasing product is critical. I also think we're so emotionally involved with our skin. Like if I look in the mirror right now, I will show you that I have a spot here. I can see a line. Pigment is increased because I sat in the sun at the weekend. But when somebody else looks at your skin, they see it without that emotion attached. And so I do think it's important. We describe it. You say therapist. We say personal trainer. It's like someone coming in and guiding you um, to just say, yay, nay, do, don't stop using, you're overusing. And a lot of the time, interestingly, you can actually simplify people's regimes as opposed to adding to the overcomplicating. But it is, it's, it really is down to advice. It really is. Well, thank you so much, Jen. We've covered a million things in this podcast. I feel like if you're listening, you might need to listen to it a few times to catch everything. Honestly, so amazing talking to you as always. I've learned, I've learned, I always learn when I speak to you, I'm constantly learning from, from kind of, you know, industry experts like yourself, um, especially on the podcast. So thank you for being here. Really. I think what you guys do is phenomenal. And I know we keep saying it, but it is about education and both of your stories coming together and being the unbiased piece and, I think what you've done with having other humans come along that are like peer to peer advice, I think it's beyond clever and it generally is a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to have been asked. So thank you very much. Honestly, thank you. Thank you. Well, amazing. If you guys have any questions, um, you can obviously send us a DM at any time. You can follow Skingredients. You can follow, what is your Instagram handle, Jen? So Skingredients or there's this Skin Nerd or else my own one is Death for Rock. There's too many. (laughs) Follow them all. Jen gives the best, the best advice. And I love skin ingredients is such a educational brand to follow. So yeah, that's where you can find her and the brand. We'll see you guys next time. 